This is Pam Electric Ghost, and we're live on the air with Joseph Rickards, author and entrepreneur of ukrainedating.ca. You can see the link up there. And uh, welcome to the Fam Electric Ghost podcast. Thanks, Phantom. It's my pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me on. Now, I want to let people know we are a featured podcast on the Newsly platform. You can see that coupon, the coupon code below for Ghost. If you use that, you get one month free premium subscription on that platform. That's an audio platform. And this podcast will be on Newsly later tonight as an audio-only version of the podcast. Now, we want to focus today on your website of ukrainedating.ca. And maybe you can tell people that will be fully clickable when we're published, but if they click on that, what will they find? Um, actually, it's, uh, uh, my apologies, it's ukrainedating.tv, but you can go to .ca, that's a blog, .tv. It's actually a free dating platform, uh, ukrainedating.tv. You can go to either one. Um, today is basically my signature talk. You know, it's my life story of, you know, the question was for me, can you go from, as I did, from, uh, divorced, bankrupt, and homeless to finding your soulmate and having a family, having children at the ripe young age of 50. So that's my life story. Um, in a nutshell, for, for my first, you know, in my early adulthood, I was focused on the almighty buck and in the pursuit of wealth. And um, I attained that, you know, became a multimillionaire. And then I sat back and went, hey, wait a second. I've missed the mark of life. You know, life, what's it about? It's not about money at all. It's about love and family. And uh, it was all stripped away from me. And it turned out to be a blessing in disguise. Have you guys ever had that where something very unfortunate happens to your life and you look back and you say, wow, that was really a blessing and I didn't see it. It was in disguise. So that's basically my life story. Um, so I'm, I'm a dad now at 58 of a beautiful five-year-old daughter and an 11-year-old daughter and married to my soulmate. And I'm basically just here to be a sounding board for you guys if you have questions, to be a beacon of light, to be you know a sliver of hope. Uh, if you happen to be in a similar situation, if my story resonates with you, then I'm here to help. Um, this is a completely, I've done something off the wall. It's the only free dating platform with Ukrainian women on the internet. There's nothing else that exists even, even like it. So our, our ladies, uh, stream every day. Most of them are single. Some are in Ukraine, some are in Canada, some are in Europe. You know, as you know, Ukraine is at war and, uh, our streamers are located all over the world. And uh, you can actually do a video date with them on, on camera. You can ask them questions. You can flirt with them. And uh, for 200 bucks, uh, that's where it's a little bit of money. You can buy them flowers and get their contact information and actually start a relationship. So, so yeah, um, that's in a nutshell my story. So, like, again, it was like it was – your the the topic here was like, do you believe it's possible for you to find your soulmate after fifty? You said you went through your crucible moment. You you got divorced. You were homeless, and then sometimes when you have a crucible moment, things happen. Like as an artist, like sometimes like when you're at your lowest point or you had something really traumatic happen, that creates your best opportunity. 
for a piece of art. And it seems like you've done that with your life. You created this service that which we have now correctly as uh, ukrainedating.tv. And so now you've, you've got this ability to use the net because, you know, people are still living in the kind of post-COVID world. They connect to people and now you can connect worldwide. You don't have to connect to people in your neighborhood. And so do you find that um, having a connection to people you know, from Ukraine or, you know, somebody that probably isn't, you know, the American or somebody that goes to use their service, it isn't somebody from the neighborhood they're in, right? They're, they're, they're actually meeting somebody new from a different perspective, uh, gives you potentially different opportunities to, to date women from, from this space. Maybe you can talk to that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the world uh, is shrinking, right? Every year now, every decade. And it's like one, one big party, right? And the thing for me was, you know, being divorced, bankrupt, and homeless at 50. Uh, it's like you say, Phantom, it, um, it gave me an opportunity. I mean, when you strip away everything, <laughs> you know, and, you, and you're, you're left with nothing, it really forces one, as it did me, to reflect on my trajectory in life, which was all about making money. It was all about, I'm an engineer by profession, but I'd built a, uh, a real estate franchise and, you know, as a successful real estate investor and, and doing these different things. But I realized that it, it didn't bring me happiness in life, you know. And then when my life partner, so I thought, said, honey, you know, well, I, I don't love you anymore. Uh, I want a divorce. And that was basically a week before they took my last piece of property, which was our matrimonial home. It, you sit back and you go, wow, when you're sleeping on a park bench, <laughs> um, you, you, you really have to mm -hmm. think, think about life and what you want. So for me, out of the second half of life, as I call it, I knew that what I wanted more than anything was a family. So I basically went on a mission to discover how can I build a family? First of all, find my soulmate because I don't, I don't believe in a family built on anything other than true love is worth its salt. So how do I find my soulmate? And then how do I find somebody of childbearing years, right? Cause I'm 50. Um, and, uh, I basically went out, went at it like an engineer typically does. Here's a problem. How do you solve it? And um, it's like you said, I went traveling the world and I looked for cultures where uh, it's normal for them to date and marry older men, right? So 10, 15 mm. years. So a 35-year-old for a 50-year-old in Ukraine, for example, it's, I won't say it's normal, but it's, it's done, right? You can find women that uh, really want to have a family and they happen to be 35 or 50, it's possible. So whereas in Canada, I'm Canadian, it's not really feasible to find, uh, you know, for a 50-year-old to, to find a 35-year-old for marriage. And, and it sort of started, yeah. it started there. So I moved to Ukraine and lived there. Oh, so wow. I, I lived, yeah, for seven years and my family's from Ukraine. So I met my wife on the streets in Kiev in the capital. And we were living in, in, in Ukraine, South Ukraine, when the war started. And so we got out six days uh, before and I came back to Canada. So I immigrated my family back to Canada. So we live in uh, Kelowna, British Columbia, Canada now. And um, yeah, it just uh, it, this channel is an opportunity for guys to uh, 
check it out and really ask the hard questions to Ukrainian women because basically there's many, many myths out there about Slavic and Ukrainian women, about age gap, about traditional or not, just many, many myths. And this way you get to, you know, ask them, ask the ladies themselves and you'll see the quality of the ladies that stream there. Like I said, it's a free service. It's a nonprofit for me. It costs me mm -hmm. money to run it couple grand a month actually um and we're open for donations and and we're really blessed by receiving enough donations to keep the channel going but it's a non-profit and um yeah it's it's my my way of giving back because i really so so one, one... yeah so yeah, well, one of the questions like they, they you had was like there's a proven path to create a family despite being over 50 would you want more want no more and it seems like that that's like your elevator pitch to kind of tell somebody to kind of you know draw them in to to what you're you're, you're doing with ukraine dating tv um yeah it's just um uh, frankly speaking there's no place i mean there's no place online that you can go to find the answer to the myriad of questions that guys that are looking to date abroad in Eastern Europe, for example, to find out the truth about all of these uh, questions. There's no place. So that's why I created Ukraine Dating uh, TV. So guys can go hear it from the horse's mouth, kind of speak. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that gives, it gives you like a central place where you can, you know, you, people want a trusted place they can go to and feel like they're talking to people that actually really want to have a relationship. And so that you're providing that. But one question you have have I wanted to ask is like if you can die black the clock and talk to your thirty year old self, what would life advice would you have given your thirty year old self? Yeah, that's I think one of the best questions out there. You know that we can all ask ourselves after we're you know a decade at least beyond thirty, right? I think each decade beyond thirty, hopefully we get a bit wiser based on life experience. And certainly, I would do life. I mean, you know, it's it's an interesting question because. I always say to everybody, and it's true, I wouldn't change anything in my past. You know, all the hardships I've been through, my successes, my failures, it, it all made me ultimately who I am today. And ultimately, if I changed anything in my past, I might, according to Einstein, right, I might change the trajectory for my future. I might not end up marrying yeah. my soulmate, which I did, and having two wonderful daughters, right? So I, I really wouldn't want to change anything. But that said... Um, what I would tell my 30-year-old self is that, you know, money isn't the be-all to end-all. Money is not happiness. And I, I know looking back with hindsight that I was just too focused on my career and basically making more money, you know, and buying more things. And I had, you know, 50-some-odd houses. I had sports cars, boats, uh, golf course homes, lake homes. And um, at the end of the day, it didn't really buy me a shred of happiness. You know, it's fleeting that what you think it's happiness, you know, get a $150,000 new sports car is great. It's awesome. But guess what? That novelty's worn off in a very short period of time. It's very fleeting happiness. Mm -hmm. It's not true happiness. I would tell myself true happiness. It's in family relationships and love. And I would say young, young junior, uh, pursue that instead of the almighty dollar. So do you feel that maybe you could define what you feel um, 
a soulmate is? Because the people have this concept of a soulmate and maybe your definition of a soulmate, uh, it could, you know, elaborate on that. So people understand like what you were looking for. Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, many different probably definitions for what a soulmate is. I think it's a pretty personal question. And one has to decide for themselves if, you know, they've met their soulmate or what the requirement is for the soulmate. For me, I can just say for me, a soulmate is somebody that you just you connect with on many different levels. My wife is probably better to answer this question. So it's the way she kind of taught me what a soulmate is, is there's seven different chakras. And if you do, if you do a chakra analysis, you know, you, the, the God chakra start, starts here. And her and I have a great connection there. We're both uh, born again Christians. And it's very important to us, our connection with, with, with God. You know, God is first in our family. And then me as the man, as the head of the household, I am after God. And then she's below that and our family below that. And that's our family traditional structure. And so for me, traditional, I mean, a soulmate had to include also traditional because I was raised in a traditional family. You know, my, my father was traditional. He was the breadwinner. My mother was traditional. She took care of the, the children and the home and the family, you know, and so it's just ingrained, ingrained in me, right? So when I was dating and the woman is like 50-50, um, you know, like this, the, the whole sort of modern woman thing just didn't work for me because I'm a traditional man. And um, so, so it's rooted in that. And it's just a really deep connection on many different levels with the person. And they should be also uh, a great friend or a best friend. Um, I think a soulmate, if you go really deep, can almost almost understand what you're thinking before you even say it for me. It's kind of like in my definition. And my wife, Anna, fits all of those. So uh, I'm a very, very blessed man. And when we met, I can say it was cosmic. It was like, you know, everything stopped moving and our conversation almost slowed down and this intense feeling and we have a 20 year age gap right so i'm 58 and my my wife is 38 and um that hasn't uh, hindered us at all um she loves you know she loves the same music from my era interesting enough and she's a singer songwriter musician as well anna seven is her label if anybody want to look look up her music anna seven oh cool yeah so, so I guess the question I would have is, um, what is your little known secret to finding your soulmate? And, and then a follow-up is becoming a dad after 50. How did that feel? Cause that was a goal that you yeah. had. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great question. Um, of course I didn't have the answer when I was, uh, you know, divorced, bankrupt and, uh, homeless. I didn't have the answer, but I went seeking that answer. And basically by moving my butt to Ukraine, and living in Ukraine for seven years, um, I began to really experience the culture, understand what makes the women tick, what do they want? And I discovered firsthand that what they want, it's very different, different than our Western world. It's very different than the, the marital, excuse me, the marital dynamics in the West. Very, very different. They want the man 
to be the head of the household. They want him to be the leader. They want to follow him. They don't want to lead. lead. They want him to be the breadwinner. They, they're happy to help and to get a job if, they, if the family needs money. That's okay. They're kind of like um, they'll play the, uh, the helper role in the family. But they, they want to take care of you. They want to take care of the children, take care of the family. So it's extremely traditional. It's like going back 50 or maybe even more years. It's like going back at least to my parents, maybe even my grandparents' uh, generation. And they're not all like that. They're not all super, super traditional. Um, like the younger generation, the millennials, of course, the Western influence is making its way it's into the... Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's there. But um, yeah, so I found that I fit. I just really fit well into this culture. Their values were the same as my values. And, and, and because it was that way and I wanted children, I attracted an incredible, incredible woman. And I dated before I found my wife, Anna. I dated quite a bit, actually. So I found that I was able to track the woman that's 15 or 20 years my junior easily in Ukraine. And they really appreciate the man. And so... Um, yeah, <laughs> I hope that answers the question. <laughs> what was the question again? <laughs> and the other question was about having children, um, after age uh, 50. Yeah, well, that was my, my big bucket list item, you know, cause all my, my, all my friends had told me, you know, Joe, the one thing in life, you know, that is most special to me. Like if, if, if I didn't get some other things in life, I would be okay with this. I'd be okay with that. But you know, when you hold your child for the first time, when you, when you're a, a father and you get to instill all the values and principles that you've uh, adopted in your life to, to your child, it's the, just no replacement in life, you know? So having children was my big life's a dream. And, uh, when I lost everything, you know, of material wealth, uh, I, I adopted and, and I went to fulfill this dream. I, I, I managed to, once I dug myself out of the rut, right? Because when you go through that, it, yeah. uh, it kicks you, kicks you down pretty hard. But once I managed to dig myself out, I said, yeah, listen, I'm, I'm going for this. And the other thing about Ukrainian women, they're not materialistic. Like I believe the West has become very materialistic. Men and women. I mean, it's all about one-upping one the Joneses. It's your car, mm -hmm. your house, it's the clothes you wear. It's, it's very, like, for example, in Ukraine, they don't ask the question, what do you do? Like at a party, you know, like, hey, Phantom, good to meet you. So what is it you do? That's the second question almost at any um, meet and greet, right? In Ukraine, at a get-together, yeah. they don't even ask you that. They don't care about that. It's, it's, it's about more... Uh, family things that more, more, you know, other topics that are, that are more important to them than what you do. Wow. So they want to know more about like, like who you are and you're yeah. not your, your, that your job is who you yeah. are, but yeah. maybe like, who are you as like an authentic version of you? What are you interested in? What yeah. are your values? Cause if it's more traditional, maybe like, do you, do you want to have children or, you know, maybe you, you want to have a family Maybe those type of things. Is that the type of thing they want to they want to ask you about? Exactly, Phantom. Yeah, they talk about the you talk about kids a lot and what your kids are doing, and 
you know, and they're very simple, very simple, down to earth, pragmatic people. People have a barbecue on the weekends, you know, in Ukraine, they have a barbecue. The, the rivers and the lakes are the, sh the shore uh, is just riddled with people, families, you know, just having a barbecue, $15 barbecue for some chicken, some vodka, of course, <laughs> and, and family getting together. So I really resonated with that and, and, and adopted and, and really I'm just loving being, as I call it, a grandpa dad, right? At 58, being a dad of a five-year-old is kind of like, could be grandpa too. So I'm a grandpa dad, but I'm happy with that. Children are happy with that. My wife is statically happy. So yeah, it's all about children. How, how, did, how did you pick Ukraine though? How did you realize that you wanted to go there? Well, you know, I firmly believe, you know, in fate and it's just fate led me there. But how it actually happened is my best friend in Canada. He's also an engineer. He's married to a Russian woman and he met her when he was doing his MBA and he did a field trip to Moscow. And so she um, said, listen, my sister's getting married in Sumy, Ukraine, Joe, and I know you're divorced now, you know, and you got to get back on the horse, really. Oh, so sorry. she's invited you to the wedding. So I, I still remember um, August the uh, 8th, 2016. Yeah, August 8th, 2016 was the wedding. And that was the, the date for me. That was the pivotal date. Yeah, that's a really interesting thing to get brought into a wedding. I mean, that's kind of how a lot of people in the old days would meet people. Yeah. You know, like at, at a wedding, you go to a, a friend's wedding and then you hang out with that, you know, kind of festivity and yeah. you actually meet somebody, you get to dance with a woman, you get, you know, it's, a, it's kind of a, a cool, cool kind of, you know, because if you're in college, you got the homecoming dance, you got these things. But what do you do when you're an adult? You go to the bar or you go to the club. But it's not like a wedding is the kind of a better scenario to me. It, it feels like I should be getting invited and somebody knows you're single and maybe somebody kind of hooking you up. You know, that that sounds like a better opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Ukrainian wedding goes on for two days and it's so much fun. It's unbelievable. But hands down, the best wedding ever was that. Of course, I met somebody at the wedding too. So I kind of pursued her. But that wasn't in the cards. But the other thing is, if a guy ever had the chance to live in Ukraine, of course, with the war now, you wouldn't want to be doing that. But it's such a different dating dynamic. Men are of such high value. It's just like a man is never from the West, from America, let's say, can has never experienced how sought after you are in Ukraine because there's a real imbalance of men and women. Uh, there's about mm -hmm. the numbers are there's about 10 million more women than men in the whole Soviet oh. Union, former Soviet oh. Union. And so but it's at least several million in disparity of numbers in Ukraine. So you've got a large number of women changing a small number of uh, bachelors and then eligible bachelors or quality bachelors is another thing because. They're not all quality bachelors. They don't all want to settle down. There's a drinking problem in Ukraine. So, so you just experience this um, uh, this dynamic that just uh, blows your mind. <laughs> it sounds like it's like a social disconnect. If you have got young, well, if you got the men don't want to settle down, and they're not in they're into into what the women want, which is the family structure. So it kind of leads to the di dynamic that you're saying, like over fifty. Bingo. They, Bingo. That's exactly more, it. more, yeah. more responsible. Yeah. And you know, the more, yeah. 
Yeah. And the reason (laughs) the men are not so inclined to settle down quickly is because there's such a plethora of beautiful women. It's literally a runway show walking around Kiev, uh, the capital. It's like the street is a a runway show. And so all these men have this beautiful women falling all over them. Why would they want to No incentive to get tied down. (laughs) <laughs> right right whereas the women they want marriage sure. um so sure. it's it's a very different dynamic so in the <laughs> west so in the west we're kind of talking about there's a question about like well western men are choosing to remain signal because you know we have the the modern era where you know there's a lot of people that you know they don't necessarily want to settle down there's women they want to be scientists they want to be doctors they want to be professionals and they don't really have time for the traditional structure so if that that yeah. doesn't really appeal to them and so if you're yeah. kind of this man that doesn't that that's not, not comfortable with that that you know what you want you don't necessarily want your wife to be the doctor or the lawyer or the scientist and actually have a career that would put them like in the head of the household, which can happen in the West. Yeah, you hit you the know, nail on the head. I mean, lately. I mean, um, so I the mean, structure is different. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head, Phantom. I would even almost classify it. Some people have, like the uh, the British Minister of Health, classified loneliness in the UK as a pandemic. As he used the word pandemic, it's it's that bigger problem and you've got men feeling lonely i don't know women feeling lonely but for some reason we we've both in the west dug in our heels right the men have dug in the women have dug in the men now have migtow men that go their own way which is numbering in the millions passport bros both the what those guys believe in that they're all leaving america looking for love abroad they have given up um so it's it's a shame it really is um not sure why this dynamic has happened in the west but uh yeah it has created this disparity between what men and women want and they can't seem to um yeah satisfy each other well i think it's like if you're more traditional or more conservative right you want that structure that is kind of from a past era. If you go back to the 1950s, 1930s, 1920s, in the U.S., you would find those structures where that's the way the society, you know, I was a sociology major. So if you got a society where you had a structure where, you know, the, the, the father was the head of the household, when you have structures that happened after the 60s, where the man is not, not necessarily going to be the head of the household, and if you're a more traditional person coming from a religious background that doesn't, uh, you know, doesn't, that doesn't work for you. Now, in some people, they that works for them, they can handle that. They don't necessarily want a family with children. They, they could deal with a structure where they don't have a problem with a woman being a scientist or be, being the leader of the family. They can be in a different position. It's a different type of person. But if you find yourself in in the position you're in, well, then you're not you don't you don't fit that. No, not everybody fits every box. So yeah. you have to kind of I think people have to know yourself. Like if, if you know yourself, if you know what you want, and just because the society is going a different way, but that's if, if you don't feel comfortable with that, 
then you have to, like you say, you men to go their own way or people to go out and check. And you, you found yourself in Ukraine and you found this cap this way to find, um, you know, an alternative. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, relationships are about effective communication, right? A good relationship has good communication between if it's buddies or it's marriage, you got to have com uh, effective communication. And I, I found that there's this um, disparity between how men and women rate each other. You know, like what, like what do they want? What does a man want? What does a woman want? So I created a tool um, to really be able to help men and women. It's called YourSMV.com. It's another one. Your S like sexual, M like Martha, V like vehicle. YourSMV.com. And if you're curious, you can go see how Western women would rate you. It's a very accurate calculator. Again, I'm an engineer, so I've really taken a lot of effort into making sure it's it's accurate. So it's very well tested. So you can see how do women rate you on the 10 scale, right? Are you a five? Are you an eight? And then women can also um, do their um, SMV calculations, stands for sexual market value number, and see how Western men rate them. And then what's really interesting is I add, added on some more calculators to that. How... For men, how do Western women rate you compared to Eastern European women? And you can compare how is your value in the eyes of Western women? What's that number? And then how is your value in the eyes of Eastern European traditional women? And that really will help if you want to go check out your SMV. That will help you understand, are you best looking for love in the West, in America? Or are you best looking for love in Eastern Europe, for example? Yeah, I think it's, you have to know what you want. Like everybody, like yeah. you know, has different points of view. Younger, like you said, the younger generation probably and doesn't have nowhere to get the, it, and nowhere to get it. What you want, and then where yeah. to get it. I mean, the younger generation. I have a daughter. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you want a traditional relationship, it's pretty much. Yeah, I have a daughter who's twenty-five, and I'm uh -huh. saying. Yeah. Yeah. Millennial. Yeah, but, but I'm saying. Like if you have the younger generation, like I have a younger daughter and she, she's 25 and, um, you know, it's a different world for her with her age group. They, you know, the type of people yeah. that, that they hang out with and the different scenarios that happen. It's not exactly what's in your age group, right? So oh, there's different people that have different, different yeah. points of view. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Different world for the millennials than for the boomers. <laughs> So, um, what what do you think? Uh, you, I think you had some comments about what you thought Western feminism had done to uh, men. Maybe you can talk about that. Um, it's a pretty risque topic, and since you have kind of a balanced audience of men and women, um, more of a man's group topic. Uh, so, if I can plead the fifth on that one and move on, it'll, it'll probably be good. I don't want to get roasted here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I do have a, a, a kind of. Yeah, I saw your yeah, kind of have a, so, a balance. But you're it, talking about I, maybe this other issue is about like. About what? Sorry. Sorry, I don't hear any audio. Uh, you had a question about single moms. 
uh, ah, in terms of like uh, uh-huh. dating coaches and uh uh-huh. Um, well, what I can say about single moms is that, um, what can I say about single moms? Uh, that, you know, comparing the West to Ukraine, um, um, you know, I, I think, I, I don't know, in the West, single moms seem to get a, a bad rap. And I'm not sure why that is exactly. I don't have any personal experience with that. Um I know what guys say, right? So I don't want to repeat what they say. I don't want to um, slam any group of people or anything. But I I can speak uh, about, because maybe viewers don't know what Ukrainian uh, single moms are. There's a lot of uh, Ukrainian single single moms. I I don't think more than the West, but I think it's just a global thing because divorces, after all, it's 50% in most countries these days. so single single moms are really um, really mature, really appreciative when they find a a man. You know, for marriage they find a husband, and if he's a good dad, he wants to be in the father role. They're very appreciative, very grateful, very traditional. And as I'm told, that's. Uh, different in the west uh, i don't know it, it, it seems like single moms yeah. in the west they a lot of them i don't know i'm told want to stay single ukrainian women that are single moms they do not want to stay single they want to find uh, a man a father a good father for their children because again it's back to family values family is the most important thing in ukraine uh it's number one in the pecking order of importance in society's family there's nothing more important they don't put your house your car your job they don't put anything on top of family oh god okay (laughs) the church on top of family but other than that so maybe i can say that's uh, maybe a difference yeah well it also could be that sometimes like from a male perspective like some men want their own children so they're looking for a relationship with a woman that hasn't had a child because they want to have their their own children with that woman, and they you know kind of like their ego or their 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 preference is that like I don't want to have to inherit this other this child that came from a previous relationship. Where if, if you have a man that doesn't have that point of view, that feels like well that that's not a problem for me. I could adopt them, you know. So it, 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 yeah. so is that part of the. Um, when you're dealing with a Ukrainian dating, is, like, or is that part of the the profile of some of the women that are single, and some of them have kids, and you can make a choice who you want who you want to date? Yeah, I think um, I think young men have more that choice. Like if you're 30, for example, and you're never married, don't have children, I think you can have the luxury of finding a woman that say. 25 or younger than you she's never been married no children but once you're older like 50 let's say and if a 50 year old man is looking to have children it's a bigger pool of ladies that are single moms so you adopt their child and maybe they want to have another child or two with you if you're lucky right um i think that's a more probable a fit because yeah so i i think it depends on your age depends on what you want um and there's just a lot of choice of ukrainian women both single no children and single with children like single moms there's uh 
And now with the war going on, of course, it's uh, it's even worse, right? I mean, there's even more choice of um, Ukrainian women, single Ukrainian women, married, never married, children, no children, um, and they're all over the world, right? And I, I guess an interesting yeah. point to say about. I guess. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah, well, what I was going to say. Well, I was going to ask about the fact of the of the of the war. Uh huh. My question about the war was like, since the people have been displaced and are not actually in Ukraine, they might be in another country. So when you're dealing with Ukraine Day, then you're dealing with the Ukrainian women who are outside of Ukraine in other countries because of the war. Yeah, it's a big topic, you know. What is the situation now, right? Um, we have a, a YouTube channel and we, my wife and I went live um, and you can find your way to it from ukrainedating.tv, our other YouTube channel. But um, it, it seems like there's a big public misconception that, hey, the war's on. Of course, there's no dating with Ukrainian women. The, and this is a, a normal thought process, right? But it's it's not intuitive. The truth is not intuitive. And what the truth is, the, the problem is even the problem of, uh, of a lot of single women looking for a man but can't find a good man like a husband. That problem is actually uh, pronounced now. It's bigger now because of the war. And so these women are, for example, we interviewed on last Saturday a woman that's 25 and she's in London. And she, she says, listen, I'm, I'm having a hard time finding a husband. I want to settle down. I'm 25. Uh, I want to settle down. I want to have children. But in London, they all want to, um, you know, boink me. <laughs> that you know, they 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 try to pick me up. Yeah. They, they don't want to wait. They want sex and they want it quickly. And this doesn't work for me. I'm not looking for that. So again, it's the tri traditional values. And all the men that she's tried to date, you know, because she's constantly, she's a 10, and she's constantly getting hit on, and she's just decided to stop dating. Because she can't find it and she's waiting to go back to Ukraine. But so it's again, the traditional values thing is, is very different. So women that are Ukrainian or Eastern European that are located outside of Ukraine now, uh, people think that they're going to find their husband very easily now. But it's not the case because Western men don't have the same values as Ukrainian women. You know, they want sex quickly and for for. Most Ukrainian women, that just doesn't work. That's not what they want. They know that their value is intrins intrinsically tied to their body count. They know that. Their babushka, their grandma taught them, their mother taught them, everybody, they know that. So they don't give it up for just anybody. So is that another reason why, like, your, your theme has been that you're over 50 and, um, you know, that you've been able to find love over 50 and that you can make, find a Ukrainian woman that understands that age difference, um, maybe a 20-year age difference, um, that that 50-year-old man is is part of the key to that. Because if, if, if when you were talking about the lady in London, is it because there are people who are, don't have that 20-year difference? Or, is it, you know, is that part of the equation? Yeah, I mean, um, on that point, I, I guess I can say that one of the reasons that Ukrainian ladies look for a more mature man, say 10 years, 15 years age difference like this, this lady that I was talking about in London, her name is Yulia. She's looking for a man up to 40. 
So she up to 40 is okay for you. So that's 15 year age gap. And one of the reasons, as she said, when we interviewed her last Saturday, is she says, guys that are anywhere near my age, like 25 or 30, they're not serious. They don't want to settle down. They're not mature. They, mm. And the other thing is they want to go Dutch. Ukrainian woman, if you go Dutch, again, it's part of traditional values. They don't perceive you as being a serious man because no man that wants her to pay for her half is interested in her that's the way the culture is you know the man that's pursuing the woman he pays he pays for everything yeah this is the culture. culture that's the way it is yeah um so yeah yeah the, the, so it's more it, likely more likely that an older man is gonna do the chivalry they're gonna do the kind of older you know old school 1950 type of date yeah that you see in the movies you yeah. know and they, you know, the Audrey Hepburn movie, like you're going to see James yeah. Stewart going to the movie and you're going to the restaurant and paying for it, you know. So it's kind of that old style, you know, point of view. And exactly. uh, it, it, it seems like so people who would be interested in going to Ukraine dating would be like an older man that understands that he's mature enough to, to you know, deal with a woman that might have a child. And and to understand that the, the woman's gonna actually like the fact that he wants to be old school and yeah. and and kind of lead on the date in terms of paying for it and 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 being in a situation where you know having a family and having a serious relationship, not just a one night stand, is 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 the point. That you wanna have a long term that's gonna end up in marriage. It, it seems like that's the the goal for what you're trying to do with this site, right? You got this down, Phantom. You, <laughs> you're understanding. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah. So if somebody goes to your site, like what? What's the first couple of things that happen if they come to Ukraine dating TV? What? What are the? What's the step? I, I, you meet people, but how does it work? Maybe you can uh, describe okay, how, more in detail. How it works. It's just a YouTube channel, actually. This URL, UkraineDating.tv, will forward you to our YouTube channel. So. We go live there every day and there's different uh, streamers. I think we have nine different Ukrainian ladies and there's a different lady streaming every day. So every day for one hour. So you can see different. You can see by the video that's uh, set in the live in the live category on YouTube. You can see the time of the next live. You can see her picture on the thumbnail. We have ladies from yeah, I think Yulia is the youngest and that's Yulia living in London. She's 20. 25 and then we have up to about 46 um years of age ukrainian lady and basically it's um i started the channel because there's such a chasm of myths and bullshit mm. <laughs> excuse the french in this industry you know every guy mo most guys have seen these websites that are pay per letter uh, you pay for a letter you pay to each picture you open and uh, i've met guys that are out of pocket tens of thousands of dollars on these sites and it's just guys i on the channel we don't guys you're just talking to igor you know it's it's yeah, it's men like a bot. yeah it's like a yeah it's not yeah. it's not who you think it is <laughs> yeah and probably these days you're talking to chat gpt probably yeah yeah and and so this is a way for guys to get all their questions answered to see what are ukrainian women really like and if you watch any of these streams on ukrainedating.tv, 
you can see what makes the, the girl or the lady tick. She answers all the guy's questions and you can video date. You just add the URL to your computer and you can come on with your cam, do a cam share and talk to her, date her. And like I said, if you want to buy her flowers and get her contact information, you can do that on a donation site that's provided. So um, it's really a channel that I'm hoping will be a game changer for the industry. So to take the steam out of these toxic PPL scam sites, you know, that are just taking people for a ride. And I hope it will debunk the myths out there. So that's my intent with the channel. Well, it seems like you have a have a authentic service that's actually connected to a real person, not a bot, not AI, not somebody, you know, some programmer behind the scenes saying I'm Martha when you're not, you know, it's somebody else. Um, so that you can actually have that conversation live with the person, right? They, you eventually have the live discussion and then you can decide if you want to, you know, buy them flowers or you want to do more, you know, do the donations to kind of keep the site going. Which sounds like, you know, it seems like a breath of fresh air compared to the, like you said, the sites that are out there that make you pay, pay the text, pay to, you know, for every little thing. You got to pay something. You got to keep on putting coins in or something to keep on yeah. doing. And, and like you said, by the time you're yeah. done, you could have bought a car, you know. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing, <laughs> you could have bought I'll a computer or something. <laughs> the other thing on this topic I'll just mention is that talking about online dating scams, especially in Eastern Europe, I have a YouTube channel called Mail Order Bride Scams, if you just search in YouTube. And guys that were scammed, they tell their story um, one usually one every week or two. There's a guy coming on next uh, next Wednesday, and he's telling his scam story. Sixty thousand dollars he was scammed over six years by these sites that pay per letter, pay per photo. He's seventy something, and the girl that he's talking to is thirty seven. So. Mm -hmm. Guys, that's just not real in any world on planet Earth, you know? <laughs> that's obviously yeah, a scam. Not, yeah, it's not going to work. It's more like maybe 67, <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah. than that. But, um, yeah. you know, maybe in some world, depends on, it's not impossible, but highly unlikely. Yeah, it's so, not impossible to win the Super Bowl lottery, but uh, yeah, I would not tell my house to buy tickets. <laughs> So do you have any further goals for the site to, to change it in the future? Or do you, you feel comfortable with the structure you have now? Or are you deciding that you're going to add additional sites or capabilities? I mean, like you say, it's not a site. It's just a YouTube channel. Like yeah, yeah. What, what I do for a living is I'm a real estate developer in Canada. So I'm also a real estate lender. So we lend based on equity-based lending. So if somebody has a deal on a piece of real estate, um, yeah, I'm part of a fund that's $50 million and that's my, my mainstay. So you're, you're going to keep it as just a channel with their ability. Yeah. For you your, your yeah. yeah. Donation. No, no based. Yeah. No, no, no thought to turn it into a website and to do all the other stuff that you could do, but you feel like that goes down the road that maybe the other people are already doing that. You don't want to do it that way. No, no. Well, I think it's been interesting to, to talk to you. I want to let people know that you can check out ukrainedating.tv. Uh, we did have the other site, but that's the site you want people to go to. That's the channel, right? That's the right one? Yeah, there's a blog as well, ukrainedating.ca.charliealpha. If you want to read articles, it's all about. 
um, different topics about dating, about age gap, about all things uh, about traditional women. You can go there as well. And yeah, it's been great talking to you as well, Phantom. Thank you for having me on. And again, I guess my main soapbox message to guys is that, you know, who says we have to let our dreams go just because we hit the age of 50 or 60 or whatever? Just go for your dreams. I, I mean, I'm just a, an example of a guy that was down and out, lost everything, right? I mean, I'm in the gutters of life, but I got up the courage to get back up, dust myself off. And I'd encourage you to go for it as well. If you're looking to get married, find your soulmate and start a family. If, if that resonates with you, um, Eastern Europe is the place to go. <laughs> That's my big soapbox uh, box message. And you can go check out it out, ukrainedating.tv and see for yourself. Yeah. Well, being over 50, you know, they, it's not the end of the world. That they, you know, that I think the beginning of the look world. At, you know, you <laughs> beginning, yeah, you have to look at the, the glass half empty or glass full, half full. Because, like, exactly. you get 50, it's like if you think if you have the mindset that it's over, then it's going to be over. But if exactly. you have the mindset that, like, the next day I could actually meet this beautiful woman and I actually could have something and I deserve it, like, but you have to believe you deserve it. Yeah, it's because like Henry Ford said whether <laughs> you believe you can or you believe you cannot, you're right either way. Exactly. Yeah, because you I call see it your... my second half. I call it my second half because, uh, yeah, uh, and it's the best half. <laughs> so I, I wish the same for you guys too. And um, yeah, you can learn from my experiences uh, if you're looking for such a thing, family. Well, you have a beautiful wife, you have children, you have travel, you have freedom at the age of 50. And so it's totally possible. So you should live out your dreams and don't think it's like uh, too late for you. Absolutely. So I think that that's, that's the, the thing today. Anybody over 50, check this out. This is a, a site, uh, not a site, but a channel that you can really check out dating in a, in a, in a, in a way that you're not going to get scammed. So and, that's not not, just, and not just over 50. I mean, uh, if you're 30, as long as you're serious, I will say serious. this. If you're I'm a serious. man that's looking for a marriage, if you're a man, then, you know, Ukrainian women or Eastern European women, uh, can be for you. If you're looking to fuck around and sow your oats, stay away from Eastern European women because they're going to see you a mile away. <laughs> see right through you. And it's really for somebody that wants somebody wants to get married, somebody's in a long-term yeah. relationship. That's what yeah. you're about. So it, you're, if we talked about being over 50, but if you're in that mindset and you're younger, it's still for you. Yeah, exactly. So I want to clarify that. Yeah. Well, thank exactly. you again for being on the show. Appreciate thank it. You, we'll thank you, Thank you for having on. me. Good luck, everyone. Thank out you. There. Have a good night. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye.